In today's show, I'm here live for a mailbag show, and I'm going to be joined by Adam King. We're going to answer your questions over the next 30 minutes, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's pricepicks.com. The promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So we're here. It's mailbag time. We've got 30 minutes. We're going to bang out some questions and I'm going to bang them out with a big fella. Adam King, welcome back, mate. Thank you, Josh. Very nice to be here early again. I've already had to do a run into work, so I'm good to go. You've done a run into work at 7.30, mate. What's going on? What's your yeah. work doing? That's a, that's an early start. I thought I started early. All no, right. I, I just had a, I had a work car, so I had to get it back into the office. There you go. The uh, the, the perils of having free free transport. You're, you're at their whims to drop it back. All right, we're going to answer your fantasy questions. There is big stuff that's happened while we were sleeping. Adam, I'm sure people are going to have questions, and let's just go straight here from Jamie G, because Jim Harden is out. For the next month with a foot issue, we saw him have to leave the game twice yesterday. He returned, he played, and now it's like, oh, okay, you're out for a month. So this question is, is it D'Anthony Melton or Jalen Suggs? And let's just, I'll just say it right now, like just add Melton everywhere, right? This is as no-brainer as it is. And to me, it's clearly him over Suggs. Um, I don't think you'll have a different opinion. Um, or do you? Uh, not while Harden's out, no. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like Suggs is fine, and he is a 12-team league guy. But missing out on him to get... Melton, where you might get top 70 value for a month, whereas Suggs might be 110th for the rest of the season. Like you take the top 70 now, and then something else will come up later on. And then, you know what? Someone who grabs Suggs might get annoyed at him shooting 30%, and you can grab him later on. Or you grab someone different, and you cycle through. So, yes, if you do, if it is a decision between Suggs and Melton, or you know, the Bronco, Jalen Williams, and Melton, like you grab Melton, or Patrick Williams, who's stepping up, and Melton, you grab Melton. You grab this guy who's got this little window here of putting up really high value, and you deal with that other fringe shit later on, like uh, Jalen McDaniels. Yeah, he's playing well. All right, I'll take Anthony Melton still. Like, well, actually, that's well, I know that's not a question. Would you take Jalen Jalen McDaniels with this Haywood situation, or would you take Melton? Ooh, I'd probably still go Melton. I think because the Hornets are going to get ball back. They're going to get Rosier back. Um, yeah, so probably I'd still lean Melton. I think. Yep, I would too. Let's go to some other questions here. Um, all right. Let's get this one out of the way. Abby says, his Miles Bridges are speculative at his court hearing is today. I wouldn't bother with it. Like, his court hearing is today, but that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that he's going to get signed or he's going to play or he's not going to get suspended. Um, I think it's a waste, personally. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, hasn't his court hearing been delayed like three times already? So <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's more than that, to be honest. Yeah, so uh, no. No, I wouldn't be bothering. Thank you. Appreciate it. Joel Cuthbert asks, is Brandon Ingram playing this week? We don't know. I would expect if he plays, he plays on the weekend. Um, but he's nearing a return. He is progressing. But with concussions, it's never as straightforward uh, as that. Like, he might be back tomorrow. He might be back. Uh, they play Friday, Saturday. I think you're probably better off 
preparing for a Saturday or Monday return. But yeah, we don't have unless you have any other information on that, uh, Kingy. No, no, nothing. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not expecting him back tomorrow. Um, maybe Saturday, but I, I would think maybe Monday would be the my guess. How's the mustache going? Uh, it's good. It's good. It's uh, yeah. It, it, the kids are suitably annoyed every time <laughs> I go out in public. So mission accomplished. No, see, look, my, my son doesn't care. He's like he wants. He's growing a mustache. Like he's got a little one growing. I go. Are you going to do anything with it? Goes. No, I'm only. Sha- <laughs> I'm only shaving it, and I'm only shaving it if school tells me I have to get rid of it. Otherwise, I'm growing full mustache. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> go for it. Um, all right, if you do want to donate to Movember for men's mental health and prostate and testicular cancers, me and Adam grow our mustaches. I'm going to drop a link in the chat below. Adam, if you want to send me the link to your one as well, I'll chuck that in there and you can raise some funds too because we had problems linking our stuff together. Yeah. Um, so if you want to DM me your link, I'll, I'll chuck it in the chat there as well if you want to donate to our, our mustaches. I'm going to shave a little bit of this beard off here to get this mustache really standing out really soon. All right, let's have a question. When do you expect a Lamello ball return? I would say within the next week, uh, it would be my guess, but we just haven't had any information from them. And I guess that just leads us into a broader question, Kingy, on the Hornets in general with the big performances from Dennis Smith, yeah, these performances from Jalen McDaniels. Like, I know people love seeing these. It's it's very reminiscent to me of Omer Yetzevan last season. Oh, but yeah, when Bam comes back and when Devin comes back, mate, they'll just play them together and you can still carve out 25 minutes. People using, I think what the kids call is copium or hopium. I don't know. Expecting that Smith is going to maintain 27 minutes a night and be a top 100 guy when Ball, Rogier and Martin all return. I, I can't see a way it happens. I, there's no, I can't even find in that rotation a way to get Jalen McDaniels 20 minutes on a healthy team, let alone Dennis Smith 25. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's done enough to earn a spot in the rotation. Um, oh, 100% of that. No worries. Yeah. I, book night, see you later. Look, there's no worries about that. Yeah, so so I think if you if you looked at what his minutes projection was at the start of the season to now, it, it has increased. But yes, he's not playing 27. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, his value has been great, but it's got a clear end to it. We don't know when that end is, but there's at least 90 rotation minutes coming back onto this team with Martin, Rozier and Ball. And... They aren't running too many absolute spuds at the back of the end of their rotation that aren't going to play. Like Ubre is going to play, and McDaniel's is going to play, and Big Dick Nick Richards is going to play, and your book night probably isn't. But yeah, that's not ninety minutes, so someone is going to lose out, and those minutes are going to drop off. Let's get to some other questions here. I've given my opinion. Okay, well, Mister One Hundred One, should you drop Harden? No, what are you talking about? Absolutely not. I don't, I don't even need to get to that question. Miguel Rodriguez says, "Is Lonnie Walker a must roster?" All right, Lonnie Walker is someone who, again, for some reason that caused a lot of controversy on my show yesterday because I said Lonnie Walker wasn't good for four years in San Antonio, and that is almost literally an undisputable fact. And he's been much better this season. He also still is shooting 24% from three, and yeah, he's he's not a top 100 fantasy player this season. I still think he probably should be on a roster in a 12-team league, but he's, to me, just a back-end guy. Or do you see more coming from Walker? But people really you know, hype up, man, the Lakers, look, he scored 28 points. That's great. But it happens up and down, and to me, he's not this prime asset that you absolutely have to have in every situation, but he probably should be rostered. Yeah, look, I think he can be rostered just based on the the Lakers, rost, the Lakers roster. They need people that can spread the floor, um, and he's been decent but can, but can at it. can he? No, no, he, he, can, he shoots them. He's hitting them at 25%. Well, he sh- yeah, they, he they don't go in. No, no, he, but but he'll take them. And that, that is true. Yeah, and, and so, no, look, yeah, much like you, I think he's... Back end for me, um, I probably view him as more of a streamer. Uh, but yep. if you, yeah, if if you just need some points, 
throw him on the back end of your roster and just see what happens. Sounds about right to me. All right, we're going to get into more questions in just a second. Before I do that, I'm going to tell you guys about Price Picks. It's daily fantasy, but it's not daily fantasy as you may have seen it before. It's not you creating a lineup in a salary cap and going up against other people. It's just you against daily projections. They might have a daily projection of Lonnie Walker, 14 and a half points, and you're going to choose over or under. You might have LeBron James over or under seven and a half assists, and you go over or under. You get between two to five of those. You put them into one entry. And you can win up to 10 times your entry feedback. This is available in over 30 US states. It's available in Canada as well. And it's really easy. Entries can be done in under 60 seconds. Um, your payouts are safe and fast. And it's not just the NBA. You can do all of the world's most popular sports like disc golf, NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, college football, NASCAR, esports, cricket, boxing, golf, um, I don't even know, um, dog shows, something. There's got to be a million different things you can do over at PricePix. So download the PricePix app, go to pricepix.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a $100 instant deposit match up to $100 with a promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix gives you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix gives you $50. And amazingly, if you deposit $30, they will give you $30. It's almost like they give you the exact same amount back. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 redos. Let's get back to questions, Kingy. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. I don't know what someone gets as to like, someone, this is guy who's constantly in every video, sell high on Harden. He's going to be shit. He's going to be shit. And now he's like in here praising himself because Harden got hurt. Like you didn't know that he was going to get hurt, my guy. He just dropped a 17 assist game. When do you expect Lillard and Van Vliet to return? All right, let's, we don't know. Look, you ask these questions, I don't know. I, I expect Lillard back Friday or Saturday. I expect Van Vliet. Who knows? Like, it's almost as if there might be consequences for playing a bloke 40 minutes a night. Who knows? Um, but that, that gives us a broader question. What have you done with, say, Shaden Sharp in Lillard's absence? Because I think most people would have... Uh, a lot of people grabbed him, and as you can see yesterday, it didn't work. Uh, I haven't done anything because I didn't grab him, but I think if you did grab him, I'd just give him another game or two. So, I mean... They, they like him. Um, he's going to get an opportunity, but I yeah, I don't see him as must-hold, but but I'm okay with with holding him. Um, on Lillard and Van Fleet, yeah, Lillard soon. I didn't I didn't draft Van Fleet anywhere because I was really concerned about this, about them playing such big minutes for their guys, and, and his knees are pretty chalky anyway. They, they are. Now, with the, the sharp thing, I've got, I've got no interest in adding him. Like, again, they play Friday, there's 12 games on. You're not going to use him. And then they play like nine games on Saturday and Lillard might be back. As for Van Vliet, I had him pushed down a little bit further because I thought there was two things that happened. He'd get hurt because of the large minutes or they'd reduce his minutes and therefore his production would drop down. They went with option A and he's hurt. Um, but that leads us to a broader question on Toronto about like the replacements. Chris Boucher has put up really good numbers. I don't buy it for a single second because A, it's because Van Vliet is out and he's also shooting like I think 65% from three over that time frame, which skews the numbers and people don't always dig that far into it. Are you adding Boucher? Uh, I haven't. I mean, he doesn't really fit any of my builds anyway, but uh, I mean, he, he does benefit when any of the Raptors go down. So he, he, while he is a streamer, he can have sort of sustain, somewhat sustainable value. But like you said, I think, yeah, he's, I looked at his numbers yesterday and his, his two highest um, categories are field goal percentage and blocks, I think, or something, or lack of turnovers. I don't know, something like that. It's not, he's not doing anything. Uh, yesterday yeah. was really good, but. It was. He shot 70% though. Yeah, so, yeah, look, add him, that's fine, but, yeah, he's not a, a season-long guy for me. 
Billy McQuaid asks the questions. RJ Barrett, are we getting concerned yet? I'm not because this is exactly who I knew that he was. Like, I, I didn't look at him as any different. New York's Knicks, Knicks fans, you want to talk about copium? Man, RJ, he's only 22. No one's ever done these numbers at someone this age. He's definitely improving now. Now he's got the motivation. We got a bargain on that contract. This is just who he is. He's shit. Like, he's not that good. And I, I think you, King, you had a similar opinion on RJ Barrett. Like, this is what he did. If you go and go, well, maybe RJ can improve his threes, assists, rebounds, steals, blocks, field goals, and free throw percentage, then you're blowing smoke up your own ass. Like, it's just not going to be a likely scenario. So to me, he's basically doing exactly what I thought he would do. Yeah, pretty much. If I drafted him, which maybe I did in a points league. But... I, think I, I think I did in one. Yeah, but look, if I drafted him, all I was expecting was points, some threes, some rebounds. That's it. Yeah. That's he is doing basically everything that he has done all throughout his career, the exact same stuff really. Um, Here's a good question about the Pelicans. Miles says, "How do you expect Murphy's minutes to shake out when the team is fully healthy?" I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, yeah, look, I'm not sure. I mean, he's been, he's been really strong to start the season has cooled off a little bit lately. I think I don't have him on any of my rosters, so I don't sort of, sort of keep a super close eye on him. Um, yeah, I mean, once Herb's back, once Ingram's back, uh, his minutes are going to drop, but I still think they need him out there for his floor spacing. So, so I, I don't know. I think it'll come down to him and, and Herb and having a look at, do we need defense or do we need threes? The thing is, Trey can defend as well. Like, he's a really good defender. I believe I believe they should have played Trey over Herb last season, and then Herb mm-hmm. was able to establish himself with that stellar defense, and it is stellar defense. The problem is, is that having him and Zion on the court together, the the shooting is just, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. Like, and Herb just sort of sits around doing nothing, and he's almost pointless in that respect. So I think Murphy's going to get minimum 20 minutes. I think he, there's chances he gets 25 and Herb gets pushed down to 28. Um, I guess part of the complicating factor is how well Najee Marshall's been playing also, but you know, mm. Murphy's on another level there. So to me, what it is, it's, it's Trey Murphy's a clear must-roster player at the moment. And I don't know what's going to happen when Ingram and Jones comes back, but it's not one of those clear situations. Like, I, back to the Charlotte one, I don't look at that and go, well, you know, well, there's a chance that Smith plays over LaMelo Ball. Like, there's no chance of that. Or there's a chance that someone tweeted this at me and said, oh, yeah, maybe they can get him 25 minutes. I'll just bump Rogier down and play him 27 minutes. And I like, that is not happening. Like, that is not what they're going to do. But this one, they might. Like, Jones might play 27 a night and, Ing- and uh, Murphy might play 26. Like, that, that is distinctly possible. So that's why you have him, you hold him, and you see what happens over those first two games when he comes back. It's not one of those where you go, there's no chance of this happening because there is a chance of it happening. Yeah, and I mean... I mean, it wasn't. It's a small sample size, but Jones wasn't great to start the season. He, has, he was bad. He has, he has zero steals. Correct. And if you drafted him, you drafted him for steals. So, yep. uh, yeah. So he hasn't sort of started um, really well. So no, I, I'd certainly be holding on to Marshall. Uh, Murphy, sorry. Let's let's stay with the Pelicans. Jeff Wang says, "Is Nance rosterable with everyone healthy?" I don't think the injuries have anything to do with Nance's minutes because basically he's just replacing Jonas Valanciunas. And I don't think it's got anything to do with the injuries that that, that uh, Jones or to Ingram. Um, we have seen this trend of Valanciunas playing 24 or under minutes in I think four of the last five games and Nance playing more of those minutes. Some nights it won't happen, but is Nance rosterable? I think he's worth taking a crack at because again, it's not one of those ones where you go, well, when Ingram comes back, Nance won't play because it's I, I, don't, I don't think it's related at all. No, I think they really like Nance. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was key for them down the stretch last season, uh, and and he's he was a bit slow to start this season. But as you said, he he's basically 
overtaken Valentunas in the in the rotation, and I think Valentunas only had twenty two minutes or something yesterday. So, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I think I think he's worth a shot. Um, there isn't a ton of upside there. He's not sort of going to blow up and be a top top seventy player or anything like that. But he he does enough to have value. Yeah, look, it's it's conceivable that he averages like ten six four. 1.5, 1.5. Like, that is upside for later. And that maybe is top 70. I, I, he, probably, he probably doesn't get there. But for what he does, like, they're not outrageous sort of numbers, I don't think. No, no. And and steals is... I know that that's always been a strength of yeah. his. And, and getting steals <clears throat> from a centre power forward uh, eligible player is, is really valuable. So a good question come in, and I am going to answer it wherever I find it. Josh from Buddha Just, Justin says, how do you balance picking up a must-roster player but having a spot to stream? This is something I talk about, Kingy, at the start of the season. Like, be be prepared to take some L's in week one, two, and three. Like, just be prepared to do it because you're, you're, streaming is about maximizing. If it's Streaming is, is Tom Thibodeau, right? It's grinding every single minute and every single win irrespective of future development and performance or forward thinking or anything like that. And we know that Tom Thibodeau is a shit coach, really. In essence, for a franchise trying to move forward, he's not very good. But streaming is Tom Thibodeau. Now, I preach streaming a lot because when you get down to it, when you get down to the end of the season and get down to the playoffs, that's what you need to do to win. But you don't need to grind out. Winning 5-4 versus winning 6-3 in week one doesn't actually mean that much if it means that you had to drop a high upside player because you wanted to grab, um, let me think of, insert bad player here, Justin Holiday in because you wanted one extra three on a Sunday. Um, that's, that's not worth it to me. So as the season goes on, streaming becomes more important. But holding on to some of these guys with some upside and some must-roster guys early on, much like my take on Jabari Smith Jr. yesterday. Is he costing you wins now? Yeah, but who cares? Like, let's just see what happens over the next couple of weeks, and then we can make the adjustment. Be very prepared to take L's early on, because often that can prepare you for future success as things level out. Kingy, how do you view that? Pretty pretty much the same. Like, in a couple of my cash leagues, uh, I've lost both opening weeks pretty comfortably. Um I think one of them is only a seven category league, but I, I lost six one and five two or something. But when I look at my team, I don't, I have no one I want to drop. It's just been injuries. Uh, it's just been some poor form. And I always look at if I'm going to drop someone, I sort of think, well, if I drop them, if someone dropped this player in one of my other leagues, would I run to grab them? And if the answer is yes, I'll go. Well, I'm probably not going to drop him then. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it as well. Absolutely. Um, Iverson3 says, oh, wrong question. He says, is Monte Morris a drop in a nine-cat league? Well, you haven't told us how many teams are in it, so I'm just going to assume it's a 12-team league. And he's bad. Like, he's not playing particularly well, but I don't think I would drop him. Is there any upside in him? Not really. Like, but getting those four to five, six assists a game is really valuable. Again, one of those guys that got hyped up, oh, but what about all his usage? People don't understand how a lot of that stuff works. And, you know, I think I preach enough caution on Monte Morris that hopefully you didn't overdraft him. I believe that he ha- he should be held, but I also don't think you're going to be missing out tons if you drop him. No, this this is a little bit like the RJ Barrett question. I think it it, yeah. it depends what your expectations were. I I saw him as a top 120 player, and he's probably so, around that rank. Yeah, I think so, he's 130th or, so, or something like yeah. that. So he's doing what what we thought he would do. Um, if you drafted him at, at pick 90, hoping that he, he'd be right up there and he, he, his usage would go up and he'd get all these assists, then you were just kidding yourself. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm holding him just because he is going to, 
He's going to get minutes. He'll get you some assists, which can be valuable. So he's fine to hang on to. But um, but yeah, as you said, not he's not a top eighty player or anything like that. No, no. Look at this again. It's all about what your expectation is. Here's a question that I know everyone's had. Um, Kevin Lee asked, do you think Bol Bol can maintain about 23 to 25 minutes when the Magic are healthy? I know everyone's fired up about Bol Bol. I've had people throwing wild stuff about Bol Bol. Bol Bol's part of their core. He's more part of their core than Shumar KK. He's more part of their core than Cole Anthony, someone told me. He's more part of their core than Jalen Suggs. And I think we just need to calm down. Like the, the guy's played seven good games in his entire life, and they've been really good, right? But it's seven games across four years that he's played that have been decent. And uh, when we enter this, I've, I'll admit I've been as shocked as anyone by his performance and never saw this coming. Like they signed him for less money than they signed Mo Bumba for. And you know, he, here we are. Can he maintain 23 to 25? I reckon that's on the upper end of things. But will they ever get Anthony, Harris, uh, Fultz all back at the same time? Again, because there is 70 to 80 rotation minutes that need to come from somewhere. But I don't think Bowl has any chance of starting where their team is healthy. He's not replacing France. He's not replacing Wendell. He's not replacing Paolo. I don't think any of that's happening. Um, and I think they would like to get some guards out there. It's not like they're performing particularly well. Like, Bowl's playing all right, but I think he can get 20, 21 minutes off the bench, and he's clearly ahead of Akeke, and he's clearly ahead of Bumba. 25 might be pushing it a bit when the team is healthy. Yeah, I think he's... Yeah, probably 23 would be, probably be the, the upper limit, I think, for him moving forward. And, and people are going to say, well, they're not... They're not really missing any of those front court guys. It's only guards. But as you said, they're gonna they want to get guards on the floor, so they're gonna shift players around. And, and I think Bol Bol moves to the bench. Um, and a lot of his value is coming from blocks. He's, I think he's. I think it's all coming two, from blocks, basically. Two, two and a half blocks or something. So yeah, that'll that'll scale back. He could almost be two, maybe one point eight, one point seven, which is still going to be valuable. Um, but. Yeah, and, and and I mean, who knows if if that other guy is coming back, the one you're not talking about? There's no, um, there's no, there's no way. I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I don't think he is. How how can he be? Like, and TJ Warren's heading into that territory as well. Like, how uh, there's some there's definitely something else going on there. Whether it's multiple setbacks or other stuff, and I don't know what it is. Um, he's not coming back, so don't worry about that one. Um, but the part of the problem with the magic <clears throat> prior to the season, Kingy, is with the guards. We're not, there's too many guards. Look, there's too many guards here. And now we're just now a lot of people are going, well, they're just not going to play any guards. And I just don't think that's realistic at all. We were going, there's too many of these guards here. How does Anthony and Fultz and Suggs and Harris and Ross, how do they how do we squeeze the minutes in? Now we're just saying, now let's get all of them out of the rotation and run a ball ball centric offense. I think that's probably I think that's probably unlikely, to be honest. But we'll yeah. see. And as you said, it's it's not. I mean, they don't want to win, but it's. That, it's they'd like not, to do better than they're doing now, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so no, I agree. I think he'll be part of the rotation. He's ahead of Bumba, which I didn't see coming. Um, but oh, but look, Bumba's bad, and I've been saying that for years. And so it's not. A, I didn't expect it, but it's not a surprise because Bumba's actually no. not very good. United Fruit Company. I, I, he, he trying to get me fired up. He says, "What are your thoughts on people vetoing <laughs> trades? Don't do it." Don't have any league with trade votes from players in your league. It is stupid. It is ridiculous. It is, um, I don't know. If I could call you a bunch of rude words, I probably would. It's stupid. It should never exist. Anyone who vetoes trade because they don't like the trade needs to go and, I don't know, do something that is uh, highly offensive to you and your culture. It, you shouldn't do it. It's ridiculous. League vote trades is nonsense. They're stupid. They shouldn't exist. How, how, how more direct can I be? Don't have them. Don't do it. It's dumb. You guys are stupid. Thank you. Kingy, any, anything to add? Nah, all my leagues are commissioner veto. Thank you. Um, oh, yeah, then that's it. Because uh, I say that, people go, well, then you have to have something because what if a bad trade goes? Yeah, the commissioner looks and goes, hey, you blokes are cheating. Let's, we're not, we're not yeah. doing this. Let's, uh, let's reverse it. That's, that's how it works. 
Daniel Paisley. Will Broncos country start to rock sooner or later? He has played two games. One game for Jalen Williams was good. One game was bad. Yet we look at the the one bad game and go, oh, he's shit, he's trash, let's get rid of him. What are you doing with Jalen Williams? Because my position on this was, hey, he's starting, let's add him. Right? I think he's a key part of their future. He can get defensive stats. He can pass. He can shoot. He can score. There's a really interesting fantasy upside here. Let's see where it goes. And then he puts up six points with one rebound and two steals in that start. And everyone goes, oh, he's trash. He's behind Man and Jeng and Robinson Earl, all these guys in the rotation. He's never going to touch the ball. What a waste of, a, of, a, of an ad. Like It's been two games. One of them was great. One of them was bad. They play on a, game, on a day today where there are two games. Let's just wait and see what happens over the next week with Jalen Williams. It might not work out. It probably doesn't work out. But the opportunity, so what we talk about taking owls early on, the opportunity is absolutely massive for him to, well, it's, not, it's actually, it's not even absolutely massive. It's just solid enough where I'd like to see what happens with this situation. What are you doing with Jalen Williams? Yeah, I added him at the start of the season off waivers in a couple of leagues, and I actually held him through his injury. So I, I kept him in an IR spot, um, and then... He was really good, obviously, in that game that he that he played, which was um, I think I think I got him active, but then after that last game, I didn't even consider dropping him. I, yeah, he just wait. I, yeah, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah, you, you just wait and see what happens and, and see where we go. Now, he, I knew this would happen straight away. Talking the vetoes, Vikan says no vetoes. What if the trade was Luca and Tim Hardaway for Stefan DeRozan? Oh well, what do you want me to do? Like, what if that was the trade? If that was the trade, that was the trade. Someone values Luca more highly. I'd be pretty cautious of someone thinking that Tim Hardaway Jr. has anywhere close to that value, but are they cheating? Why are they doing that trade? They're giving up a top three fantasy player and getting back Steph, who's currently top three, who I think might fall to like top seven, top eight. Like, oh, well. Do you think there's cheating involved in that? Is there any history of cheating? Does anything else not make sense with that deal? Some people are just dumb and you shouldn't legislate for stupidity, I don't think. No, I mean, that one's, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that's not a, a wildly fair trade, but it's not wildly unfair either. Um, There's nothing that I look there and go, well, that's cheating, clearly. No, I mean, they could view Luca as going to be, he's going to be number two this season. Steph's going to rest, could be a top 12 player. DeRozan could fall back with Levine semi-healthy. Well, DeRozan's maybe. already fallen back. Like, he's what, the 40th ranked player, I think, so far this yeah. season? Yeah, and maybe they see Tim Hardaway as a, I mean, look. The, maybe the, they're a Mavericks fan. Maybe, and the Mavs need scoring. Mm-hmm. Outside of Luca, they need other people to score. So Hardaway could score 20 a game for periods this season. So, yeah, let it go. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, do we sell high on Kyrie while we can? Worry about the Nets' chaos right now. Look, selling high is great, but you need someone to sell to. And I don't think anyone's going, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm really excited about taking on super stable Kyrie Irving um, at his current value. I almost think it's impossible to be able to do it, to be honest. Like, you can try it, but... I don't know if he's going to get suspended. He, it, There just seems to be stuff every single day with this guy. And to be honest, I'm just tired of this bloke. I'm just tired of everything about him. And but you're not going to be able to sell him. I, I don't see how you can, Kingy. No, I think he... No, no one's going to buy. I think he falls into that same bucket as uh, like Chris Tapps, who's played really well this season, um, and uh, Kawhi Leonard. These are all guys you could sell high, but no one's buying, so... That's the thing. Someone has to has to buy. So it's like, yeah, we can look at Boyan Bogdanovich and go, man, look, he's unbelievable. Sell high. Sell high. No one's buying it. No one's buying him as a top 40 player. So you just write it out. But there, are, you have to look at a lot of different things with trading. It's not about just current production. It's about how where does the player sit in the general consensus of people? How do people view them? Do they think that they're a bucket? Do they think that they're useless? Do they think that they can't defend or get traded to a bad team or a good team and play 15 minutes a night? There's so many different parts of it. It's not just about um, 
It's not just about current production. DJ says, where do you think the Ben Simmons situation is heading? Do you believe his recent knee injury is legit? Or do you find the timing of it to be suspicious as well? I am not buying into any conspiracy theory with any situation. If they're saying it's a knee injury, I I don't have any information to tell you that it's fake. I've got no idea. So I'm not about to buy into it. And he says, Ian Begley's reporting the Nets will trade him. Again, that's cool. For who? Who is who is trading for Ben Simmons? It's a bad situation. Things are not looking good for Simmons at all. And this knee injury seems to have come from nowhere. But I'm not about to question um, him and his knee and the Nets organization. I can question them about things that they actually come out and say, but I'm not going to try and dig behind the scenes and, and try and create stuff that's not necessarily there. It might be, but I don't know anything about that. Yeah, yeah. Look, the, I, the timing obviously isn't great, but yeah, I ha- again, I haven't heard anything. You'd hear something before me, but... And again, if if he's sort of you're worried and okay, well we do we sell him off? No one's going to buy him anyway in a, in a trade in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So, um, Brian Wade, I, I I don't know what's going on here, but I just want to highlight this: when people say you can't do these trades, should I trade Marcus Smart for Chris Tapps? You should. The other person who would do that trade would have to have had half their brain removed. But maybe that's the league you play in. I, what do people not believe in Chris Tapps that much? Wow. Anyway, crazy. Um, all right, let's go. Last question I reckon we go to here, Kingy. Yeah, that's about the time. Is Karis Levert a must-roster player? You, can, you, you can take that one. Uh, I'm holding him for now. Um, and, and he's a little bit, again, like, like, the, like, like Monty Morris. You should have drafted him knowing that he's going to destroy your percentages. Uh, so... There shouldn't be a surprise there with what he did in the last game. Um, or every, every what, other game apart from every part other one game, of them. Except for the one, yeah, where he had 40. Uh, so, look, I'm holding him because he's still starting. He can get you a few assists. He'll get some points. But I don't think he's must roster, or he might not be in a week. Yeah, that's it. I think you hold him, and we see where it goes. But his value was buoyed by getting a ton of assists. And with Garland back, that's probably going to drop. And then he turns into the RJ Barrett that hurts you in so many different areas that if his usage drops, if his assist rate drops, then what's he actually doing for you? So we hold, we see where it goes, but it's probably likely not going to go somewhere that is uh, particularly favorable for us. And that, Kingy is the end of the mailbag show. Tell everyone what you're doing, where they can find you and all of the stuff that you do as well. Uh, yeah. At Adam King 91 on Twitter, the, yeah, we've got the overtime podcast going. We're trying to set up some regular days for that. It's hard with my work schedule at the moment to find time in the afternoons. Um, but yeah, hoping to do three of those a week. Uh, and then I think B dub, and I will be starting a regular, just a weekly show um, covering different topics, probably next Tuesday night, I think. Well, Kingy, on that note, I will see you next Tuesday. And thanks for coming on and uh, answering some questions for yep. from the fantasy community. Thank you. No worries. Thanks for having me. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Audison. And if you're on YouTube and you're here live with us, hey, thumb it up. Leave a comment down below. Subscribe. Ring the notification bell. I always love it when you flick the little bell. Do that. It's great. It helps the show, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. <laughs>